Hey everybody, welcome to Podcast Demastered. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and I'm joined as always by my two very good friends, Wade and Chelsea. And this is our uh, post-holiday episode. Hope you all had a great holiday, whichever one you celebrate. And uh, guys, this is our final episode before 2022. That just... That just sounds weird saying the year 2022 out loud. <laughs> well, episode yeah. 30 as well. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, 30 episodes oh, in. And this this episode, episode 30, will be capping off uh, the year 2021 with our, uh, with our year in review. Um, so for, for you listeners, how this is going to work is this is a more personalized look back on the year for each of us it's not necessarily about the year 2021 it's more about our individual uh year of 2021 so we're gonna have some we're gonna have multiple categories here that range from uh you know best film best game best music best book or comic uh most anticipated and then worst of and that's more those are those are categories that are going to be like personal for the three of us and they don't necessarily are going to be they're not going to necessarily be filled with stuff that came out in 2021 it's just stuff that we consumed in 2021 so somebody's best game could be a game that came out last year or 10 years ago or you know someone's best film could be a film from the 60s but if it's the you know the thing that they thought was the best thing they did this year, then that's why it's on the list. So if there's any, trying to clear up any confusion right here off the beginning, this isn't just stuff for 2021. This is just our 2021. So it's going to be a little bit of a, a beefy episode. So kick back and, uh, you know, get ready. Because so, we have, we got several <laughs> categories here to get through. So we're, let's not waste any time and kind of just dive right in here. Let's start off. It. Let's start off with... Uh, best music so this could be like best song individual <laughs> song this could be best album um and it could be you know it can range from anything so chelsea let's go ahead and start with you okay yeah so my favorite band is bastille i think bastille has a song for basically every moment of my life bastille is life they actually recently within the last couple months came out with some really great singles and my favorite of their singles is No Bad Days. And what's kind of fun about their music, well, maybe it's not fun for some people, it's the lyrics are pretty depressing and very, you know, interesting and deep, but the music itself is so upbeat. So it's just, it's a fun, it's a jam, but also has some darker lyrics going on. It's, but like, a, that's... it's like a contradiction. Mm-hmm. And so for this album, they're really messing with their sound a lot more i mean they do it in every album this one's kind of more like futuristic vibe almost has a vibe of like virtual reality and almost kind of like the world of uh ready player one is kind of the vibe i think of when i think of their new album coming out so <laughs> so they recorded this album where they're all wearing like an oculus quest <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah they created their own little like fake uh like like universe thing and their own little thing that like makes your eyes go white or whatever and it's called what? the innerverse i think <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah that steals so music exists their... in the metaverse <laughs> yep 
So All that's right. my top song. Wade, what about you? What's what's your uh, best music for this year? Um, I think the the my favorite song of the year, the one that um that I listen to probably the most, um, is probably Hikaru Utada's uh, "One Last Kiss." Uh, it's the the theme song for the final Evangelion movie that came out in like I want to say it was like March or something. Um, I think I don't know. It seems yeah. like such a long time ago. <laughs> Um, but it was, it's such a, it, it's such a heavy electronic, um, like pop song that I haven't really heard much, uh, from Hikaru, uh, like that lately. Um, so it was such a great thing. It was a great way to end the whole, like, Evangelion series. Uh, but like, like, uh, Chelsea was talking about with Bastille, um, the lyrics, her lyrics are always so, like, deeper and darker uh like very tied to realism in a way but the music is not um and it really helps wrap up like to me it's like how life should be like a realistic but melancholic way um and that's one reason why i've always just gotten along with that music so well over the course of my life um but that that's probably been like the tip top of my list all year nice very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, How about you? So I have uh, I have a couple honorable mentions that I'll knock out first. Um, the first one is fairly recent, but I ha- basically since it's come out uh, earlier this month, I haven't stopped listening to it, and it's <laughs> kind of dorky, but whatever. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the soundtrack for Halo Infinite. Um, I've always been a fan of Halo music. It's one of the most recognizable, like, video game themes for me. You know, anytime I hear those, the chanting monks, I just, I'm ready to finish the fight, you know what I mean? So, um, these, the more, the more recent Halo games, ever since uh, 343 took over, the soundtracks have been very different, and I haven't really, like, latched onto them as much. But with this one, it's very much back to basics. It feels, or, you know, it sounds exactly what Halo should sound like. So it's it's been like a nostalgia trip for me. So I've just been listening to it constantly. I can hear it, like, in my head while I'm, like, driving around. I just, yeah, it's been, it's been great. So, um, second honorable mention is another soundtrack. But it's for the movie uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Not the... Uh, oh, heck yeah. Not the score, <laughs> but the album with all the uh, various artists. Um, wait, <laughs> like, I usually don't <laughs> listen to uh, 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 soundtracks of just, like, various artists. But this one has some bangers on it. Um, no, it was so good though. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. It was really good. They've got. Some, they got some. They got some hits on there. Um, one of my favorites on there is from Anderson Pack, who I really like. He did the music for the credits. That song, uh, "Fire in the Sky," that is just. That is a great tune. Um, it's got some Rick Ross on there, which I really like. Um, there's some. There's some. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, diversity in the album too, which is great. But yeah, that is just a that is just a banger of an album. And then uh, my favorite was an album that came out um, 
earlier in the year, back in the spring, and it's from one of the bands that I really like, uh, Manchester Orchestra. They released the album The Million Masks of God, and that album is amazing. Um, I've always been a big fan of Manchester Orchestra's albums because they have a flow to them. If you just start from the beginning and just continue listening, there's never a break. It just it's it just keeps going. Like one song leads into another, which leads into another, which leads into another. So it's got it's kind of like more operatic, I guess, in that sense. It's never just like here's a song, it ends, pause. Here's another song. It's you know, it's just like a constant flow, and. Uh, their albums usually also tell kind of a story. Um, this one's a little bit more of a downer. Um, basically, the whole premise of the album is loosely in, uh, based off of one of the guitarists' uh, dad. He died from uh, cancer. So the whole album is kind of like this, uh, you know, fictional character kind of dealing with like um, grief and like the more. Sp- emotional and like kind of spiritual like turmoil of of uh losing a loved one so the album like it packs a it packs a punch not only like in the music but just like lyrically as well but it is oh it's so good it's it's i i recommend it to anybody to listen to even if like i don't know even if the lyrics sound like a sound like they're it's kind of like chelsea like you were saying with bestial like some of the lyrics are pretty like kind of a gut punch but like the music is a little mm-hmm. bit more like high tempo so you don't really notice it if mm-hmm. you're not if you're not listening for it but yeah it's a great album i loved it i've listened to it all year ever since it came out i constantly listen to it i'm pretty sure it was on my spotify wrapped is like one of the <laughs> <laughs> like top albums or whatever or at least like one of the songs was like a top song so yeah, it was it was fantastic. So I would suggest anybody check that album out. It's 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 good. It's got some it's got some good songs in there. Just the album itself is just like one basically long song. It's pretty awesome. Nice. But yeah, that was my. Have you guys ever listened to Manchester Orchestra before? You even know? Have you heard of them? Do you know them? It, yeah, it's been a long time though. Yeah, they've been around for a while. Um, mm-hmm. They're kind of like a southern alternative rock um some people confuse them they think they're a christian band they're definitely not but like three of the people in the band (laughs) three of the guys in the band uh grew up with like like one of the guy's dads was a was a pastor um so they kind of grew up in like those sort of households so a lot of their songs Mm. have lyrics that kind of pull from their experience in their childhood so it can come across that way sometimes, but yeah, they don't like advertise themselves as like a, a Christian rock band. So either way, like they they have amazing albums. So, um, but yeah, that was mine. That was mine. Um, you guys want to move on to best book slash comic slash pamphlet slash brochure, <laughs> like whatever whatever you read this year that was the best. <laughs> instruction manual for an ikea chair like whatever you read this year that was the best <laughs> oh those instructions definitely the best yeah. of my year hey some, 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 yeah, some, some quality the, stuff there. some of these copywriters out there you know they got they they got a way well, of like so. keeping you enthralled with those instructions so 
It's true. <laughs> Chelsea, let's start with you again. What was your... Okay. Well, this was really hard for me to think about. I sadly didn't read as much as I wanted to this year. I didn't get to some of my books, so hopefully they'll be on my year in review for next year. I think like the top ones that I've read, or should I say listened, I actually listened to a couple audiobooks this year. And if anybody has heard from the pre- our previous episodes, I've been listening to Harry Potter. So we completed the first three. And I mean, I enjoy those. So that's always great. But unfortunately, I don't think I read anything new per se this year. I've heard the audiobooks for those are like amazing. I can't remember the, the guy, the narrator, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jim Dale. I yeah, think? Jim yeah. Dale. Right. Yeah, I've heard he does He's an, like, yeah, does an outstanding job. Like, doesn't he do like all the different voices or try, you know? Oh, yes. Everybody has their distinct voice. He does an amazing job. It definitely makes the books way more enjoyable to listen to. And you yeah. can just, you know, right away know which character he's, you know, voicing in that moment. And it definitely makes the time go by quickly. Yeah, that's impressive. Especially for a mm-hmm. book like that that has several <laughs> characters and everybody. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Definitely. I've never you listened. keep to, adding I, more and more characters. Yeah. I've never listened to the audiobooks for those. Um but I've, I know several people who have, and they all just comment on like how, you know, great a job that guy does. So maybe yeah, my, maybe when my son's a little older, maybe that's something we can like turn on at least for the first couple yeah. books and then, yeah, it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get them engaged, get them hooked mm-hmm. and then make them read them a little tease. <laughs> <laughs> like our right, listening's over. It's time to read kid. Yeah. <laughs> Wade, what so about you? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh there i i also have not got to read nearly as much um as i try to read like you always think all oh, teachers can you know like it's like in the job well no not really um i get taken away from reading all the time like i always have a book next to my bed um i just almost never get to touch them um but yeah. a series that i have started somewhat recently um is called uh, darker side of Ma- darker shade of magic darker shade of magic um it's the beginning of a trilogy and i'm a little over halfway through the first book um and i'm only that far into the first book and i went out and bought the next two nice because uh, nice. i'm just i was just like oh my god i'm i need i already need to know what's gonna happen and i haven't fin- i haven't even finished this book yet um but and it's a it's an older series it's not new by any means right uh, but i'm just having such a good time with it um so I can't I can't wait to see what what's happening in that. Uh, oh, what I do read quite consistently though um, is I do get a lot of comic books. Uh, like every week, every Wednesday when comics come out, there's always something that comes out that I need to pick up. Um, and while mostly I'm a big Spider-Man person, I get like all the Spider-Man books, like all the different Spider characters. Uh, but frankly, those stories haven't ter- really been terribly strong this year. Um, like some nice build-ups and then like the finales of the stories have just kind of fallen on their faces, unfortunately. Uh, but what I, what I have read a lot of this year, uh, are the, the X-Men comics. Um, and I have just adored those this year. There's so many different series going on. Um, and like, and they're in the middle of a huge story right now. Like, I think the final issue comes out. I think it might actually be next week. 
uh and it's gonna it's gonna be a, a huge like game changer in this in the whole story that they've been telling so far um and i i'm looking forward and to see what happens next year as well with it that's awesome mm-hmm. do you got do you guys have the uh like if you read a book series do you find yourself reading it like uh more efficiently or faster than if you just were reading a one-off do you guys have that problem or do you even or does it not matter it depends on the series i feel like for me because if it's a series i'm committed to reading and i'm enjoying it i'll definitely read it a lot faster but if it's a series that just drags on yeah yeah, yeah. then you know I'll <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah i guess that, yeah, i guess that's like kind of goes both ways for i find you like, mean if it's just like a singular book compared to a yeah. series yeah like I find myself. Yeah, no, if it's if a se- if it's a series, I'll go. I'll go for it. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm just same. compelled. I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I find I find myself if I'm if I start a series, I tend to read faster because I want to get to that next book. But if I know the book is just a one off, like like I've been reading it for like five years. So <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, if I know it's a series or like one continued story, you know. Uh, I tend to just like blast through those because I just want to like get to the next one, get to the next one, get to the next one. So I don't know if that was like, you know, that was unique or if a lot of people or if other people Mm -hmm. were like that. Yeah. Series can be fun. Yeah. Especially, yeah. I mean, if it's actually good and engaging, that helps. But Mm -hmm. even if like, but for me, even if a book's like really good, if it's a one-off, I tend to read it slower. I think like maybe subconsciously I don't want it to end. So I just take my time with it. (laughs) So I don't know. (laughs) Um, for me, uh, I read a lot of nonfiction this year. I, I kind of go back and I kind of go back and forth on uh, between fiction and nonfiction. I usually will have a uh, like a fiction book I'm reading and a nonfiction book I'm reading, and I kind of do it uh, like simultaneously. Like, but this year I read I don't know twice as many nonfiction books that I did uh, fictional. So all the all the ones on my list are all nonfiction. So I got once again I got two honorable mentions before I get to my favorite. <laughs> uh, my first one is uh, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. Um, it was <laughs> if you know who Anthony Bourdain is and you're like familiar with his show and you're familiar with his like big personality. Um, just imagine that in book form it's like sort of a memoir sort of a book about just like working in a kitchen and kind of like the 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 do's and the don'ts in a way like especially uh and it has like his like his sort of uh his sort of sense of humor and his kind of uh zest (laughs) i guess it was a very interesting (laughs) book very colorful um kind of eye-opening too if you if you're into like more like behind the scenes i'm sure a lot of people wouldn't want to know what goes on behind the scenes especially the food industry (laughs) so this may not be a book for everyone because it's kind of uh he definitely doesn't uh sugarcoat anything um so but yeah it was it was a shorter book and it was a real but it was a really engaging and quick read and i've always i was always a fan of anthony bourdain and uh He's kind of like no nonsense and just tell it how it is kind of New York attitude. So it was right up my alley. Um, my second honorable mention is another uh, memoir by Trevor Noah. 
It's called Born a Crime. Mm. And it was basically just his uh, childhood growing up in uh, South Africa during apartheid. And uh, that may be the only book that I've read that, uh, like, made me cry. Because essentially the whole book, it's it's part memoir, but it's also a love letter to his mother. And there's some parts in that book that are tough to read. Um, it was very emotional, but it was it was really good. It was a really... I would recommend that to anybody. Like, I'm not even... A, I don't even watch his show on Comedy Central. I barely, like... I just know of him as a comedian, and he took over The Daily Show for when Jon Stewart stepped down. Like, that's all I know about him. But I heard so many good things about his book, and it seemed very interesting to kind of see, like, a slice of life in that, you know, during that time, and how he kind of, like, got out and became this, you know, famous talk show host. That's really the only reason I kind of dove into it, but, man, it was it was really good. Really well written. I like, uh, I like books, like any sort of, like, biography, stuff like that, when it's actually written by the person it's about. Um, especially if they're not like where if they're not like an author you know if that's not their like forte mm -hmm. so it's it kind of it's it's written in a style that's more conversational you know what I mean so it just kind of feels like you're mm -hmm. just like sitting there listening to this guy like talk to you across the table like I kind of like those that very casual sort of uh, writing and memoirs um but yeah, it was a really quick read, and it was really good. I would recommend that as well. Um, but my favorite book that I read this year was called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind by, um, I'm probably going to screw this guy's name up, um, Yuval Noah Harari, I guess. Um, it was kind of hard to peg down what this uh this book is i mean it's 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 a history of uh humankind but not necessarily history in terms of uh when and where but more about why and how and it's very it covers a lot of different uh topics it's not just uh like it covers sociology, it covers like biology, it covers the the economics of it, it covers the the ph philosophical aspects of it. It's very provocative, um, very objective. Um, this guy definitely doesn't take a side on anything. He very he just has like a very open mindset coming into it. Um, it's definitely not a book I would recommend for for everyone because some of the stuff that he talks about can be controversial if you <laughs> if you are leaning into one side of history or the other but it was i actually had the audio book version of this so i would just listen to it um mm -hmm. driving around doing errands anytime i would travel um i tend to do audiobooks for nonfiction more than fiction i find it's easier for me to have like more like comprehension of what what's happening as opposed to audiobooks with fiction i find i don't comprehend them as well because it's especially if it's a fiction in a different like world that has to be established that's you know like nonfiction, like it's our <laughs> it's our reality so it's, it's already established it's easier for me to understand what's happening 
So I tend to like listen to more nonfiction than read. But yeah, it was it was very good. Um, it was probably the only book where anytime uh, I would like not read but listen to uh, like a a, par- a chapter or a section, and you immediately want to like talk about it with somebody. Um, just based on like the ideas that he was kind of bringing to the table like it's a very it's a book that makes you want to like debate people not in like a i'm right and you're wrong kind of thing but more just kind of like wow that was an interesting point like let's talk about it kind of thing um it was one of those kind of books um but yeah it was it was really good um anyone who has an appreciation for history outside of like dates and, and figures and more just like how history is more instructive to where we are now as a as a species i would i would recommend checking it out but uh like i said it's definitely not for for everybody i can see some people being offended or 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 uh or not agreeing with uh some of the stuff that he's wanting to (laughs) talk about so but no it was i liked it it was definitely the most interesting thing that i've read this year and to the point where I kind of want to, uh, I guess, re-listen to it just just to hear him talk about all this stuff again. Because it's actually, it was, in terms of like audiobooks, I don't know how long the book actually is, but for an audiobook, it was like 20 hours or something like that. Hmm. So imagine just like a 20 hour long lecture about some <laughs> of the craziest shit you've ever heard about. <laughs> so. Oh, goodness. <laughs> But no, it was it was fantastic. I, I, it's it's probably something I will revisit in the in the near future for sure. I actually already have his his other book that is um, kind of like the quote unquote sequel to this book. So, but yeah, that was my favorite, *Sapiens*. Um, nice. What are we moving on to next? We do let's do let's. Uh, best game is that right yeah let's do best game sure okay Wade. let's start with you on this one best (laughs) game um so my issue was trying to remember all the games that i played this year (laughs) because i'm great at starting stuff and i'm awful at finishing things um so we'll just just get the big one out of the way i think i put the most hours into this by far this whole year um be final fantasy 14 uh we just finished up in walker Mm, last week i guess it was um such an experience uh i'm ready i'm ready for the next stuff but that's not for a long time so i'll move on and play other things in the meantime um i also uh started and got got pretty heavy into uh elder scrolls online uh, which you all know about um i've i've Mm -hmm. i had like started at several points before that um and i just couldn't like keep playing it but it stuck this time um and i've had a great time playing it although i'm nowhere close to finishing anything in it there's just too much stuff there's too much story uh yeah yeah although i like that challenge so (laughs) (laughs) so we'll get there um let's see um also did a lot of near replicant it came out in like april i think it was so um always nice to be emotionally devastated once in a while i totally forgot that came out this year yeah man that seems like that was like a year ago or so it does it does <laughs> seem like a long time ago you're yeah. right you're right um and outside of the uh the pokemon remakes that just came out 
uh my favorite i think my favorite gaming moment this year was um i got to share this with students actually um it was the moment that sora was announced for smash brothers um i I, uh it was right after first hour at school and i i pulled it up on my phone um was like oh the last smash direct i can't miss it um and luckily my my second hour is a whole bunch of nerds like i am and four or five kids ran up and stood real close to me and we watched we watched this little trailer together and the second it was like boom keyblade um me and those students were like screaming and freaking out and the rest of my class was just like okay and i was like hold on we're having a moment like ignore us just let us be ourselves for a minute um but it was a pretty cool thing to share with some of my kids so yeah yeah, yeah as soon as that as soon as that moment happened i immediately thought of you <laughs> good <laughs> that's the correct answer yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i had all sorts of people texting me oh my god did you know i'm like yes i knew of course i knew i'm still freaking out about what it happened yeah of course i'm I watching was, I was there when it happened. yes <laughs> <laughs> you know like another teacher had like a uh like a viewing party for it um and i was not invited to that and i was just like excuse me um because a bunch of my a bunch of those second hour kids they were like oh we're gonna go here like we wanted to go here and watch it but like we couldn't and i was just like oh well that sucks <laughs> like a bunch of my band kids went down and watched it with that teacher and didn't watch it with me and i was just like you all are something else now, they're did, like competitive kids though did you did players. you know did you know what the reveal was going to be like did you have like an inkling oh absolutely not no i was gonna say i couldn't remember if that one if it was leaked or not or if it was just kind of like waiting for confirmation or if it was like an actual true surprise no there's um every single direct there's always like there's always like three different like pretty strong rumors um so you never really know like you might have a small pool of people that people keep talking about like well this said and or there's evidence that um yeah but you never really know for sure. And I I didn't even think I didn't think Sora stood Sora stood any amount of a chance because of Disney. Right. Um mm. so there had been whispers, but I was like, there's no way. Like Disney's not gonna let that happen. <laughs> well here I am. Ha- happily looking like a fool. So <laughs> excited fool. <laughs> An excited fool, you you bet. <laughs> Have you played it since that since that reveal? Smash Brothers. Have, yeah. Have you played as Sora? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Heck yeah. He's a fun little boy. He's just another sword character, right? <laughs> oh, shut your mouth! <laughs> I'll come through this oh. microphone and beat you. <laughs> that was the old. No, nerd. that's what. That's what all my students were like. Oh, he's just another anime sword fighter. I'm like, you all yeah. shut your mouths. You don't know anything. Yeah, there was like the two, the, the two, the line was drawn on Twitter where it was like everyone was excited, and the other half was like, it's just another sword character. Well, it's those people <laughs> who have now also. People. Yeah, yeah, it's those people who have never played Kingdom Hearts, um, yeah. and they're like the competitive people who who always always just whine about the Fire Emblem characters. Yep. It's like, are there too many? 
Sure, because they're, you know, like, there's a bunch, but they are also pretty similar. But that doesn't, like, nobody's complaining that Link's in it, because he's also another quote-unquote anime sword fighter. Like, you know, so, like, it's like, what, you you gotta, you have to stick to an argument, but that argument also has to be valid. Like, if you're just whiny about the Fire Emblem characters, don't take it out on everybody else, too. No. Um, Because, like, Walsora, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's also because everyone has, like, who they want, and then when that doesn't happen, yes. they immediately Absolutely. shit all over exactly. what it actually is. Absolutely. Was. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, oh like, it shouldn't have been Sora, it should have been Doom Guy. That's it's exactly like, who I was going to say. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, because a bunch of my kids were like, I wanted it to be Doom Guy. I'm like, have you ever played Doom? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, then why do you want it to be Doom Guy? Well, yeah, it would Doom just be really cause... cool. I'm like... Uh, okay, Doom but like guy, he would be really out of place. <laughs> yeah, Doom Guy makes like, more sense really. <laughs> in Mortal Kombat, not Smash seriously. Brothers. Yeah, because all of his attacks would be so clean and quirky instead of hellish and murderous. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, like, so gore, like yeah. brutish gore. Like that dude literally uh-huh. is like pulling spines out of people like through their asshole. So he doesn't seriously. belong in Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Unless but, Smash um, Brothers yeah. is going to get way sure. more interesting no. for me. <laughs> so. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I want Kirby Doom Guy. <laughs> Kirby Doom Guy. That would—I mean—that would be a good time. I'll give yeah. you that. That might be interesting. Yeah, let's, let's make that happen. <laughs> All right, Chelsea. What about you? Oh man. So. I think I finished about 12 games this year, and honestly, I enjoyed a majority of them, and at least, you know, if I didn't completely love the whole game, I loved at least a certain part of the game or something. I think there's definitely one standout game for me, but uh, one game I want to talk about that I feel like, Ethan, you want to talk about, too. (laughs) Oh, I know. Okay. I know where this is going. Yes, Outriders. Outriders. I loved and hated that game at the same time. Yeah. I can't I the whole time playing that game, I couldn't tell if it was a good bad game or a bad good game. You know what? <laughs> mhm. Cuz there was there there's moments where it would shine and then fall flat on its face the next like the next thing. So, it was <laughs> it was such a weird weird dichotomy between greatness and like moments where you just want to roll your eyes at it yeah well i think you're the one who initially told me to try it out because you're like the gameplay is awesome those powers are brutal and i was like i was like okay no i'll try it i'm like okay that's cool but the problem i had was i think i don't know it was i don't know what it was it was the controls and how it's set up it sucked like it really sucked to play that game everything was off the aiming was terrible that is the first game i think i've ever played where i had to completely change all my settings to suit my needs it was insane yeah because i would be like okay i'm totally gonna do a headshot right here whatever and like the weapons are pointless in this game at least for me they were i was like this is stupid i can't get them to i can't shoot anybody in this game (laughs) yeah but Eventually, once I like got all the settings, it was better. But definitely, the powers are definitely a lot of fun in that the game. The powers are the highlight in the game for sure. Like I, you played yeah. as the uh, the fire person, right? the pyromancer or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so violent. Just yeah. blowing them up in balls of fire. Yeah, like... <laughs> Blood everywhere. <laughs> we 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 spent a lot of time playing Destiny, another game that is, mm-hmm. has powers. But they're so... I don't know, kind of just bland. Like, they're, they're things, but they're, they're more, like, so, I don't know, like, support. They don't really do a whole, like... You can't rely on them solely, you know what I mean? It's yes. kind of just like, oh, I'm reloading, so let me go ahead and use this power real quick to buy me some time. Where mm-hmm. Outriders, it's the opposite. It's just like, I'm going to use all my powers, and then when they're all cooled down, I guess I'll use my guns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> like the and the pow- powers actually, like, cause damage. Oh, like, yeah. Real damage. Yeah. And that's totally different from Destiny, where, yeah, it's just like, oh, something, you know, in it's addition like a, to your weapon. Yeah, it's like a distraction almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Outriders, I played as the uh, trickster, so like his whole gimmick was basically like controlling time. So there would be parts like one of my powers where I would create a dome that would slow down time, like kind of like the Matrix. So I would wait for all these guys to rush me. 10, 15 guys would get close to me, and then I'd trap them in this dome. And then I would just sit there and use my other power, which would melt their skin, and then their skeleton would explode. And it would just do it to all of them at once. And I was like, this is the best game ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So yeah, the abilities were really great. I honestly did like parts of the story. I think I love the world building. I love the side characters. I thought that was awesome. The problem I have with this game too, though, is the protagonist. Like who we're playing as like, they're just nothing, and I wish this game this game had so much more potential. I really wanted this to be an RPG with, like, actual, like, moral choices and everything. Yeah. I wanted to take more part in my character, and... Because there's definitely moments where I'm like, what was the reason you did that? Yeah. Why are we doing that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was... I was, uh... Yeah, I was kind of shocked at how much I actually enjoyed doing the side missions, and fleshing mm. out side characters, little vignettes. Oh, yes. And talking with your party members. Because usually, like, unless it's a game like, uh, you know, like a Mass Effect where, like, most of your characters are ones that you actually want to get to know, a lot of mm-hmm. your uh, RPGs where you just have party members, like, unless they're just, like, great party members, you're it's, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, just a, you're just a tool, basically. I don't, I don't want to talk to you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. And this game had, like, really great um, side characters and, like, really... And they never, like, overstayed their welcome with, like, uh, story beats or, like, you're sitting there in a conversation mm-hmm. for 45 minutes and it's just like, what the fuck am I even doing now? Like, <laughs> everything was very... That's true. Everything was very quick and to the point. And I kind of like that. Some of the side missions, like, the, the one side mission that we talked about... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> which is, there's zero the gameplay. Russian the Russian roulette uh, side mission is, like, one of the <laughs> the best things ever. <laughs> um but this game also had weird uh like it was a technical like nightmare um Hmm. i don't know if it had a rushed development or if it's just a smaller team but it lacked polish almost everywhere uh so Mm -hmm. many game breaking bugs screen tearing freezes some of the editing and the cutscenes seemed abrupt. Like you'd be getting in a cutscene, and all of a sudden it would just stop, and it'd be a loading screen, and then, mm-hmm. and then like you'd be back in the game. And I'm just like, wait, what? That seemed like that was cut a, like too short. <laughs> like it seemed like a mistake. Um, 
and I actually wanted more of the cutscenes because, like you said, the the world building and and the story like at times were like, wow, this is awesome. Like I want more of this, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you'd be like ripped ripped out of it, yeah. and I'm just like, what the what the hell just happened? Yeah, like, and moving on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That game, that game is such a weird because it like it had such high highs and then just some terrible lows, and mm-hmm. it was such a roller coaster of emotions in that in that regard. <laughs> also, I never we never got to play it. Um, I played on uh, Xbox. You played on your PlayStation, and we never mm-hmm. quite did the cross play all that. Like we never played with like people. I never played with randos mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Like, I played the whole game solo. Um, but it seems like a game since there's I, what there's four or five different character uh, character classes. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something four, like that. I think yeah. Three, it seems like a game that would be better playing with other people because you can um, kind of tailor your abilities to other players. Like I could, mm-hmm. you know, if we play together, like I could freeze time and then you can light them all on fire with your whatever. Yeah. You know, like it seems like a game that would have been better with playing with other people. Because also it's a, it, it's pretty hard. Um, it had that world tier system, mm-hmm. and basically anything over like world tier four is if you're playing by yourself, you're just gonna uh, get fucked. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're just gonna get destroyed. Oh my gosh! Yes. The AI is not great, but they all just rush you. Like like they mm-hmm. like there'll be forty guys in an area, and they all just run directly at you. <laughs> it's just like oh my god, what is happening? Yeah, and those areas there are a freaking ton of them. Yeah. Like yeah. in certain where they just yeah, you like it seems like twenty it, plus enemies just rushing you. Yeah, it seems like it wasn't really scaled for solo play. No. Because I'm just like, this seems really hard to do this by myself. <laughs> like I had to turn down the yeah. world tier just to complete some of the levels. And oh, that was I another too, I... <laughs> That was another thing yeah. that also seemed kinda like outdated is it was very much like a three sixty PS three game with like it was an open world. You kind of just are dropped into this little like hub environment that's fairly linear. And, and... So many loading screens. So yeah. many areas to load into. Yeah, that was like another weird... For 10 seconds. That was another weird <laughs> thing. You'd get up to like a, uh, a, a, a point in the uh, on the map where you're getting ready to enter a new area. Yes. And then it would be like this little cinematic of you like moving a log or jumping a cliff. And then you go into a loading screen, and I'm just like, why even have mm-hmm. that? Why don't you just put me in yeah. the loading screen? Like, why have this yeah. weird two like, second? I can see the area. <laughs> <laughs> why put this two second cinematic of me moving a log, and then put me in a loading screen? Yeah, the yeah. game. Yeah, I don't know. I really want it's, an Outriders it's... two, but for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. put that keep that thing in the oven a little longer, put some polish on that, because yeah. mm-hmm. you guys, you guys got something there. You just need to. Yeah get some more funding or more time or something get some more developers on your team because yeah there's some promise there exactly sure. yeah definitely promise. a lot of those great ideas that's what you know i really just wanted yeah i appreciated a lot going on that game but yes it was it definitely had very rough moments so yeah, yeah for sure yeah but i think you know another game i did enjoy surprisingly which i was surprised i enjoyed was god of war the Ooh. 2018 version yeah, I won't go into any spoilers because I know yeah, you haven't finished, I still it, haven't finished yeah. it. Even though I was the one that told you you should play it. Yes. <laughs> I still and then I totally it. was like, I'm done. What about you? <laughs> yeah, you finished it in like a week. And I've been playing yeah. this since 2018. So <laughs> I, I honestly, I think subconsciously I don't want to finish it. I don't know what it is. 
but there's like a part of me that's just like i i don't want to see this through i don't know i love everything well, about that game but there's something that is like stop it there's some like a uh, force that's like keeping me from like finishing it i don't know what it is well, this time it was my PlayStation comes out yeah so <laughs> well yes <laughs> that was the un- unseeable force it's yeah. my uh playstation crashing so <laughs> but yeah that one's definitely good uh canon bridge of spirits was enjoyable too but i'll just cut to you know what the ultimate uh my favorite game of the year is horizon zero dawn i mean i spent forever playing that game i actually absolutely love that game you that know, was this I year think... yeah that was this year that oh was the beginning God. of this how year. long was this year like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> forever <laughs> i thought for sure you played that last year i i think i did actually start a little bit playing it last year but i probably only spent an hour or two in that game and then i moved on to something else but no i spent most of the beginning of this year probably the first three four months just enjoying that game trying to do all the side quests just really getting involved in the world doing the dlc and i mean there's that's another game that i love like it also has really great creative gameplay in that game and i love the world i love the history all the little hidden audio logs and everything they put so much effort into that rich yeah world and history that it's just amazing yeah they're definitely so, trying to cultivate some some horizon lore for sure because mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of collectibles in that game that kind of flush yeah. out the the background to that universe that you don't necessarily get in the plot as much mm-hmm. but yeah, it, yeah that was that's a game outriders that has polish because <laughs> holy shit oh, that yes. game is runs fantastic like mm-hmm. that was that was an amazing experience also another game that has awesome gameplay like fighting yes. those mechanized creatures is uh some of the best some of the best action mm-hmm. out there for sure you excited for the uh you excited for the sequel is that your is that your most anticipated are we, are we jumping ahead now yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tease there, guys. Yeah, yeah, may yeah. or may not be on my most anticipated list. Yeah. Guess I'll have to wait and find out. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I haven't talked about its sequel at all in any other episodes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they definitely Sony's definitely got something something cooking with that with that series, that new IP. Mm-hmm. That's Wait, have you have you you played a little bit of it, haven't you? Of God of War? No, Horizon. Horizon. Um I I played like half of it. And then yeah. I watched the other half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't playing it fast enough, damn it, and I wanted answers. <laughs> it is it is a plot that that definitely like holds that carrot out in front of you like a little too long. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, like, like I just, just I was also doing the side quests and stuff because that's just yeah. how I do, and I just couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't trust myself. I it's like no, I need yeah. answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the whole the whole the whole thing is just like one giant mystery, and it just it's it's just spoon fed to you ever so slowly. I'm just like son of a bitch. Like I just want to oh, know God. what's happening. Like, <laughs> like the peak, the peak of the ending is just ah, oh, I loved it so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It's very it's very uh, original, very creative. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in a in a in a time where they could have easily just like shit out some like rehash sci fi story, like. The fact that they have like the complexity that they built into this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it's a game that has a great main character 
Yeah. Other people should learn about yeah, the mink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Aloy's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like, instead of making an Uncharted movie, they should have made a Horizon movie. Ooh, that like, you could just copy been. everything. <laughs> so, who cares? It's Sony. They got money. You just, like, copy everything from Horizon. Do they? Have you, you seen have the Uncharted? To... <laughs> 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 they definitely didn't put money in that. Uh, we don't need more movies. Just put it into the games. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't need video game movies. Especially when they're, no. like, already movies themselves. Like, mm-hmm. like Uncharted yeah. basically is a fucking movie that you're playing. Like, I don't need you to bastardize it and make it into a film <laughs> and same with horizon like yeah it just They're... wouldn't do it justice yeah, yeah i, I sure. saw that trailer for uncharted when i saw spider-man and i was just like huh B- barf <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. okay so i won't be spending money on that no <laughs> mm-hmm. but i also so don't sad. like the games either so uh, tom oh. holland was not gonna win me uh it's one of those things it's like it's not i mean i kn- it's too yeah. real. It's shooter, like I don't. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> also that the gameplay. I was he doesn't like, like anything that die all the time. He doesn't. You don't like anything that exists in, that could exist in reality. I guess right. Isn't that why you said you didn't like? Yeah. It? You don't like because like, all of the all of the like um. All of the like peaks of the story, like this one is about El Dorado, and you know, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, but I know these things already. Like these yeah. are just. They're just. Yep. They're rehashed things to make a game around. I'm like, uh The 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 thing the the charm with Uncharted is the uh journey, not the destination, I would say. Well, yeah, I died I during the journey, so <laughs> Hey, I died too. I died so many times. Yeah. That's gaming, my friend. <laughs> like I died in like not fun ways. I didn't want to hit the continue button. I was like no like make me make me make me like i don't want continue to... no thank you no thank you <laughs> no i i love the uncharted games um they're they're very enjoyable but they yeah mm-hmm. i they definitely have a, an audience and they definitely have a uh you know a certain sect of of fandom for them but i mm-hmm. i'm i'm fine with them also being done like I don't, I don't need any more. Yeah, no, please don't make. One. We don't need to make it into a, a, a like a franchise with all these other. Just move on. Just make new stuff. I now. don't need old man Nate. <laughs> old man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need Nathan Drake's kids solving adventures or you know solving <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Well, Ethan, what about you? What are some of your top games? My so I definitely didn't play as many games this year as I normally normally would. Um, a lot of mine are shorter affairs. Uh, a lot of them, I had a lot of uh, time with Apple Arcade earlier in the year, so I kind of tried to mm-hmm. blast through some of those smaller experiences and some more like indie stuff. Um, so I got a couple honorable mentions here. One of them is uh, What the Golf. What the golf? Which is I played it on a played it on Apple Arcade. Um, that game is just charming. It's hilarious. It's stupid fun. It's basically a golf game that makes fun of golf. Um, it's filled with references and silly humor, and it's just like 
it's so much fun it was one of the yeah it was one of the best small experiences um (laughs) very tight gameplay also for like a putt putt like kind of golf game um it was really simple but also like functional but yeah some of the stuff like (laughs) it's just ridiculous it was it was hilarious like one of the few games that i actually would lack would laugh at as i'm playing for its absurdity so um another one was uh genesis noir which was a mm. sort of uh kind of an old school point and click um adventure game um i'm not really going to spend a whole lot of time talking about the plot because it's kind of highbrow it was sort of like a film noir kind of detective story but about the creation or potential mm-hmm. uh, destruction of the universe <laughs> um i will say for a game that was only four hours long it goes it goes some places and the the vignettes that you uh, interact with is kind of like witnessing uh, the universe from like the big bang all the way up until i guess you would say now and you're kind of viewing it your character is sort of a representation of time um and how you interact with the with the universe and how you choose to uh uh kind of change the universe or destroy the universe or i don't know it's (laughs) it was pretty crazy um but like i said it was a very i think like i said it was like a three or four hour long game um very simple mechanics like it's not really the gameplay is very just here's a shining object click on this to get the next thing kind of you know that none of the puzzles were mm-hmm. overly complex it was more just like a uh, kind of just pushing you through this this narrative uh, i really liked the art style it was very like uh monochromatic like everything was kind of like silver and black and then there would be pops of uh, gold or like brass um it also had a very just badass jazz soundtrack that was that was the uh, the best thing about it. Um, in fact, I was disappointed that the soundtrack wasn't on Spotify, so I can listen to it. It only exists on oh, some bummer. like obtuse like streaming service thing that I don't know. I can't remember what it is, but I almost bought the soundtrack just because it was so good. Because <laughs> it was. Shout out to, uh, uh, shout out to the whoever did the music for that game. But yeah, it was it was awesome. And then uh, my favorite game was uh, Gears Five. Um, I've always liked the Gears of War franchise. Uh, when I bought my new Xbox, that was the first thing I played was Gears Five, and then the uh, expansion Hive Busters, and I loved every minute of it. Um, the coalition of developers have really taken this series to new heights and turning it away from being just like some like loud bros yelling and adding more like emotion and human uh like elements to it so yeah if you haven't played gears 5 and you have an xbox i would say it's a must play it was fantastic
All right, so that was that was best game. So now let's move on to best show. And uh, Chelsea, why don't you kick us off with that? Okay, so I both the shows that are my top two shows of the year are, you know, a little bit older, but they they're still pretty new. I'd say the first one is The Good Place. I had never watched the show before this year, <gasps> good and I watched the whole entire thing. So yes. Oh my god, did you love it? <laughs> yes. I was oh my very god, surprised. it's so good. I For was sure. a skeptical. Yeah, this show because I was like, uh, I don't know. It could really go either way. But then I was like, oh dang, it's yeah. No, after like you get that like the end of the first season, like the twist, and you're just like, mm-hmm. and I'm binging three more seasons tonight. <laughs> yes. Oh. It- it was a show that made me laugh, cry, everything in between. It was, I mean, it gets really deep. Like, it, it has really it, smart writing at times. Like, oh my god. Like, did, like, what What did the ending do to you? It broke me. It oh just, my god. You know, it makes me question, like, you know, what are you going to do with your life? Uh, so I, I watched it, like, I watched it all last year, but I did, I did watch the whole thing again this summer. And mm-hmm. like I had the exact same feelings going through the entire thing, like now that I even got to watch it all together because I was watching it season by season as they were released. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this summer I got to watch it. I watched it all together, and I still felt the same way about it. It was just crazy. It's definitely worth uh, anybody out there who hasn't watched it just give it a go. I mean, it can be you know, it's probably not everybody's cup of tea in some ways, but. Once you get past the first couple episodes, it should hook you in a bit more. Yeah, because it's it's pretty it's it, it's it's overall a comedy, mm-hmm. but but it has lots of not comedy in it too. Yeah, um, like connections okay. and life a lot of philosophy and death too, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, so much, so a ton, much, so a ton of philosophy. Yeah. I always I always think about like Chidi saying like. Like, what do we owe each other? That always makes me go, mm. oh, God. Oh, cheaty. <laughs> Janet's so, my e- favorite, I think. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> not a girl. <laughs> not, not a girl. <laughs> not a girl. <laughs> Ethan's like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You might Ethan, go watch Good Place. Like this show. <laughs> I think I think he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it follows yeah, Kristen Bell, who's like a big like nihilist. Just I'm in this for myself, and everybody else can literally go to hell, kind of person. Yeah, I. And then she dies. I'm, a, I'm aware of the show, <laughs> and I've heard nothing but good things. It's just I out of all out of all of these uh, different like entertainment mediums TV is the one that I interact with the least. Oh, I get um, that. Me too. And it's it's gone off the rails since uh, being a father. Like my my uh, <laughs> my time to commit to these like, you know, long endeavors is uh, become more of a uh, like it has to be very intentional, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Has to be something that I like really want to watch put forth a lot of effort to do it well i think both wade and i agree though if you do ever have the time and you're considering it i think that's the show that you should definitely consider watching i think you would enjoy it way more than my number one pick or kind of my tied for number one pick which is still a very great show but i, I actually i don't know wait or ethan have you seen schitt's creek 
Have you the Rising? Uh, that's another show that I know of, but no, never yes. seen it. That one was also I, a very surprisingly great show. <laughs> I compl- I am completely on the outskirts of TV like zeitgeist for sure. I I hear all these people talk about all this stuff, and I'm 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 on the outside looking in for sure. That was so. a true binge. I think I watched the entire show in. <laughs> four days four or five days <laughs> yes seriously mm-hmm. yep so that happened <laughs> i even like you're just talking about it i just hear david saying all of his hateful little things in my head and i just <laughs> i just oh can't gosh. now <laughs> oh david <laughs> moira they're all insanely wonderful. Oh in my god! <laughs> okay. So many. Both of those shows are on Netflix, Ethan. Yes. No, yeah, just, just yeah, a click yeah. away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've seen the thumbnails. <laughs> good. Good. Go click on the thumbnail. Well, just a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I have like a, a Netflix my list that has I don't know maybe like twelve shows on it, and they've been sitting there for years, and I've never started any of them. So, and they just keep getting longer. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. One of these days. Yeah. Wade, what about you? Um. So I. I'm glad that I'm glad that Chelsea brought up. Um, Shit's Creek and and the good place because i didn't really think about them although i watched them both last like last year um i have watched them both again this year <laughs> um so i'll put up I'll, I'll tag those too um but otherwise a lot of my like during the during the school year a lot of my tv viewing habits is like turning on like american dad or family guy or something like that like in the background of doing other things um yeah. it's kind of like my those are like my go-to like comfort shows i suppose um so i'll probably go through the entirety of those shows like once or twice a year uh just because i just hit play and they just go um but i have i've greatly enjoyed all of the marvel shows this year um with wandavision probably being my favorite go figure Mm -hmm. um but this year i've also finally got to sit down and watch the crown which i've been wanting to watch for forever um and i've really liked that and it's bizarre because i don't i don't really care for nonfiction a lot um but i really liked the crown and i, I really couldn't tell you why maybe it maybe i have <laughs> some like maybe i have some um deep curiosity for like the royal family or uh british history i really don't know I don't really have time to explore and see what's up with those. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But maybe that, maybe the show like scratched an itch. I didn't know that I had, I don't know, but that in, um, after, after finishing the crown, um, I also started watching Downton Abbey. Uh, Although it, that scratches the itch a little less because it's not so much, uh, historical as just like a period piece show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still, it's, it's pretty, it's, you know, it's just drama. Um, but it's still a pretty good time, so um, I'm only like uh, beginning of the third season, maybe. So it's not finished yet, but I'm enjoying my time with it. Isn't there a spinoff that they are doing now? 
with Downton Abbey? Or like a um, I heard, well, movie, but, but well, there was a movie that ended <laughs> like ended the main thing, um, but they're they're doing like a new movie. Mm. Is it a movie? Yeah, I, I think right. so. Yeah. but i'm not i'm not really sure because i'm only i've only gotten so far and i haven't paid attention um to mm-hmm. it outside of me starting it so um i don't know i don't know well my uh like i said my tv habits are pretty lackluster i don't really watch a whole lot of uh tv series um I do watch a lot. I do watch uh, like docu series um, a lot, but I don't know. I don't really like fiction based, narrative based TV. It's harder for me to like get into, unless it's something short, like a lot of these Marvel shows where they're like six, eight episodes. Like that's that's more uh, you know palatable i guess whereas where someone's like oh you should watch this show it's like it's got 12 seasons i'm like yeah no i I can't get into this i'm sorry i recognize that 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 time has passed i'm sorry i will never watch this um (laughs) so i do have a couple uh honorable mentions um uh one of them is the marvel show um it's not wandavision it's uh loki that was mm-hmm. so far out of all the Marvel shows that I've watched. That one was, has been my favorite. I haven't finished uh, Hawkeye, but I don't think that that's gonna take its spot uh, from what I've seen. Oh, you've only seen like <laughs> like the first episode and a half. Yeah, you're a fool. Go watch the rest of that damn series. <laughs> I'm gonna be so you're I'm gonna be so blunt with you, Ethan Meyer. Go finish a series. You're gonna you're gonna have a moment. You're gonna have an oh shit moment. It will be on my it will be on my 2022. Uh, it'll um, be on your tomorrow. Something. Go watch it. <laughs> it'll be on my <laughs> we'll 2022 list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I plan on I plan on finishing that. Um, I don't know if I'll watch What If. I, I, even though I know Just it has some, some of them. S- yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You need to watch has, the Doctor Strange episode. Yeah. That's, it. yeah, That's all you need to watch. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I know. <laughs> i don't know which one that we'll, is but you need to watch we'll get, that we'll, yeah we'll, we'll get around to it <laughs> <laughs> at least i have until may like i a little marble breather would be nice mm. so never um <laughs> the other uh the other honorable mention is actual docuseries but i think it came out last year or maybe the year before um it's uh, the last dance which is about uh, Michael Jordan and his run with the Chicago Bulls. Um, I'm a big... uh, I like watching sports documentaries. Even for sports, I don't even like. I do happen to like basketball, and I happen to like Michael Jordan. But this is more... It's 10 episodes, and each one's an hour, and each episode kind of breaks down a different aspect of not just Jordan, but like individual players and coaches and the general manager and just like different slices of life throughout the uh their kind of their dynasty and it was very compelling um i would watch an episode every morning and i just i just wanted it was like i guess if you wanted to like say binge like i i just wanted to finish it like it was that good um it's not my number one though my number one is the other show that i 
I guess you would consider binge, but I, instead of watching it in the morning, I did it at night. <laughs> and that was the uh, Midnight Gospel. Um, this is another show that came out uh, maybe a year or two back. It's an animated show. But uh, it's very unique in the sense that it's essentially each episode is sort of is a uh, basically audio from this guy's podcast. And then they have uh, the guy that did uh, Adventure Time kind of animate the audio, <laughs> basically, and very uh, eclectic and very trippy ways, very absurd, nonsensical ways um, that sort of don't really necessarily make sense to what they're actually talking about. So <laughs> it can be a little... Um, like watching the visual isn't as isn't as important as like listening to what they're talking about. I guess it, the visual mm -hmm. is more just there to be kind of to keep you, I guess, focused on one thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but the 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 episodes, like the topics and the themes that they were talking about, were so just um, in depth conversations about some very interesting topics, like uh, like uh, drug use and existentialism and like death and like the positivity that can be seen in it spiritualism meditation magic like all kinds of all kinds of interesting stuff um it's another show that i would not recommend to most people but just based on um not only the animation itself i'm sure it could probably turn away a lot of people because it's <laughs> some of it's pretty <laughs> fucked up <laughs> Um, but some of the topics are not going to be for everybody because they're pretty highbrow, pretty uh, left of center, I would say. Um, and some of the stuff they talk about can be controversial depending on what side of the aisle you're on, I guess. But it was it was thoroughly engaging for me. Um, I love that kind of stuff. Um, very horizon-broadening topics and stuff that isn't, I guess, casually talked about all the time. Um but yeah, it was, and it was also just, it's a very unique concept of a show. So that's another reason why I wanted to check it out. But yeah, Midnight Gospel, it's on Netflix. Um, the guy also just, you can just listen to his podcast. I think it's like the Duncan Trussell Family Hour or something like that. So <laughs> like it was his podcast excerpts. But yeah, it's a very interesting show. Um, I don't know. Check it out. Find an episode that seems interesting to you. Um, well, like I said, not <laughs> some of them are pretty far out there. So you have to go into it with a pretty open mind or at least a, um, a different state of mind would probably help too. So, but yeah, that was my, that was my top show that I watched this year. Pretty nice. All right, let's move on here. All right. So let's move on to the negative part of the show. <laughs> and that's the worst of oh boy this is this can be for anything uh it's we're not going to do worst of each individual category it's just the worst of of what we uh consumed this year in terms of media so it could be you could have a dozen things you can have one thing it could it's it's kind of open so uh chelsea let's start with you what was what's some of the worst of uh 2021 for you Oh boy. Oh, the worst for me was the 2020 live action version of Mulan. 
So that's fair. Let's just so let me start by saying, okay, you know, I I am aware of all the controversy and everything regarding when the movie came out, and I understood, you know, when the movie came out, like that it wasn't going to be exactly, you know, frame by frame, have songs and everything like the animated version of Mulan. So, you know, I kind of let it, you know, just sit there on my Disney Plus queue for a long time and just like, okay, maybe I'll get to it eventually. And then I finally did a couple months ago, sat down and watched it. I'm like, I'm just going to go in with a completely open mind, as open in mind I can have in this movie with no expectations. Boy, did it somehow not even exceed any expectations it was just an atrocity i it was just the writing was awful the characterization was awful the editing the cinematography was but like it was like bad cheesy like it's not even enjoyable let's just have unnecessary slow-mo shots for no reason let's try to pretend to build characterization but Mulan in this movie is basically lame and just kind of needs all the men to help her get by is my hot take on that in a way because she's just <laughs> which is kind she, of the opposite point of Mulan the story yeah because she's just she's just a blank slate she's just like nothing she's just there and then they try to make her have these epic moments throughout the movie and I'm like how is this epic what have we seen about her what is it? What's there? It's just Do they do they recreate the epic moment that I love from the animated version where she shoots the firework into the mountain causing an avalanche? Is that in the mm. live action? Oh, they try to do something with that, but it <laughs> I, mm, <laughs> it's yeah, not I haven't cool. seen this film and I don't I haven't seen any of the live action remakes of the Disney films and I don't really plan on watching any of them. Oh, <sighs> Some of them are great, but this I was just yeah. so disappointed. I yeah, I well, they just... like they took out like um, they took out it's like it's Mulan, but like they took out the music and they took out the fun. Mm. Like oh wait no no the music is in there. Don't forget that Wade. Let's just have these little tidbits of like oh we're gonna oh, tease you with the instrumental no. versions of these songs no. No. offensively no, in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, offensively is the right word. Um, there's no fun. So, like, no Mushu. Um, mm-hmm. None of that. It's all, like, it tells a different story. So, like, it's... If you go in not expecting, like, the same Mulan that you know, like, you'd be okay. Like, visually, like, there's some really nice, fun, like, things to look at. But it's just, it's not the same. Oh, it's not this. Let me rant about the villain in this movie. The villain. Oh my gosh. Like The lady. And it's stupid because she's supposed to be like the like the henchman, but then she becomes a villain. So let's have a female, like an Asian female with magical powers be the evil villain in this story and make it so stupid, old, stereotypical about this. Like, And she's like, I'm like you, Mulan, or you're like me. You could just come yeah. and be with me. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's, that's so weird. <laughs> and How come they she... don't have Mushu in it if they're not trying to go realistic? I mean, they got sorcerers and shit. Why can't they have the dragon? Oh, because we have a phoenix. Spoiler, there's like a phoenix following her. It's her it's her family thing or whatever. Or she's the spirit of the phoenix. I'm not really sure what they ended up trying to go for in the end with that. <sighs> this <laughs> this and is then, a... 
This reminds and me then of the thing I sent you guys the other day with the that Spider-Man producer. Like, maybe he produced this film, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then let's uh, shove in a love interest that's not even awesome. Let's just make Seriously. him awkward and just... Ugh. Oh, there's a love interest, too? Oh, you know, it's, of course, it's, you know, this poor woman, you know, she can't do much, you know, gotta have the competitive uh, dude that, you know, she wants to, you know, try to one-up on, and then, oh, no, they fall in love. What is this? Hmm. This isn't Mulan. (laughs) Not good Mulan. (laughs) Not good Mulan. (laughs) Just Mulan in name only. (laughs) Yeah. This this is discount Mulan. (sighs) Yeah. It's just not fun Mulan. No. Just it's just fun. sad. <laughs> I just, I literally I faced gonna... it. I, I, I felt like I wasted my life watching that movie. I'm like, oh, well, that was two hours or whatever. I can't get back. That movie was also very long. <laughs> it probably felt even longer, too, with all the, with the seething, you know, rage <laughs> burning inside you watching this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. What else you got for worst of? I mean, that's that's where a Mulan, lot of my Mulan was hate enough. went. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was really the truly the like the worst thing I watched all year. All right, Wade. <laughs> Wade, what about you? The guy who perpetually loves everything. What's your yeah? Worst well, um, the only the only even just petty thing I can think of is just like. Um, just the amount of times I was force-fed Deathloop this year. (laughs) (laughs) The worst Um, of 2021 is Deathloop marketing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it's out and I still, like, it still won't leave me alone. Just go away. You will never go. And it was, it was like, it was on sale at like Best Buy or something for like $23 and then like and then like the internet blew up again about it and I was like, God damn it, leave me alone. <laughs> They're gonna say, and you bought it. <laughs> no. Never. I, I will say I will say, um, in pre- in preparation for this episode, I did listen to the Deathloop uh album, the soundtrack for the game, because it has mm-hmm. some kind of like like kind of jazzy bond sounding music and i was like i kind of like this i want to check out the album the album has like it's like five hours long <laughs> basically oh the gosh. same music on loop so yeah ducked out of that after about 20 good. minutes i was like all right i get this good it had like 48 good. tracks or some shit <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could not care less <laughs> i was like could not God. care less so yeah <laughs> um outside of that it was mostly like everything else is just like um like, uh, it's been a year and a half since I've heard anything about Final Fantasy 16, and I'm going to burn something to the ground. Um, <laughs> it's like other, like, silly... It's just, like, little petty things like that. Your rage um, is all with, like, PR and advertising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, damn it, I need to know things, and people are holding out on me. Um, other than that, like, I don't know. I feel like I need another five-month break from teaching. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i need a i need another long nap i get that <laughs> other than that yeah i'm good <laughs> all right so you can have the rest of my time for your list <laughs> ethan <laughs> i i'm sure you guys are expecting me to have a list that's like a mile long of all mm-hmm. my hot takes and things that i hate uh i only have two <laughs> 
Okay. Um, okay. Two things that came out this year um, that I just, I, one was just a disappointment to the point of anger. And then the other one I just don't think needs to ever be brought up or after this episode ever again. Um, I'll start with that one. <laughs> and that was uh, watching Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Wonder Woman f- episode. Yeah. That- <laughs> We're going to have a Wonder <laughs> Woman episode now. Well, Ethan's, well, Ethan will not be participating in that one. That's <laughs> what he said. Yeah, <laughs> the, the film. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and rant about all the things I hate about it. Because um, honestly, I watched it the beginning of the year, and I've tried to spend the rest of this year forgetting about it. Because it's just, it's just a fucking bad movie. It's just it's just not good. And uh, it's nothing against the director or, or or Gal Gadot or anything like that. Like, I don't have anything against Patty Jenkins. I don't think she needs to stop working in the industry. Like, I'm not going that far. <laughs> um, I just I think that they tried something to try and uh, be different in the superhero genre, and I think it just f- fell on its face. Uh, I think it was just a poorly executed movie, and it's just it's bo- it's boring as fuck too for <laughs> for as long as it is. It's like three hours long, and nothing really happens. Um, it's yeah, fair. It was just it was just a train yeah. wreck. Uh, and I'm yes. and I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now. I don't. This isn't really a hot take because I think a lot of people are, are probably on my side with this. I'm I'm done with the '80s aesthetic as a uh, like thing <laughs> for films and games and TV and style. Like, can we? The '80s isn't the only decade that exists. Like, we can we can move away from that. I'm fucking tired of it. I don't want to see any more '80s bullshit, '80s jokes, '80s hair, '80s pants. Like and I, it's it's been done to death. Like let's move on. Do some do something else. The nineties are coming. Yeah, do the nineties. I mean, fuck. Seriously, <laughs> get some grudge. I want Wonder Woman in flannel, I mean, <laughs> drinking coffee, Captain, smoking cigarettes. Captain yes. Marvel did the nineties. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Captain. Marvel Don't talk about that movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. we're we're in that category, so I might as well bring. No, it I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I mean I don't like that movie but I don't hate it like I hate Wonder Woman I just don't you know it's, it's just it's just fine it's just a fine movie like it's actually competent it's competent like Wonder Woman's not even competent like that film is just I'm getting I'm getting all I'm getting all razzled up right now I don't see I, I knew what I was doing there And I, it's also Absolutely. it's also because I really like Wonder. I also like Wonder Woman as a character, and I really like that first film. And I want mm-hmm. more Wonder Woman content. That's why I'm excited about that game that's coming out. Like I just think she's a cool character that deserves more, uh, like more time in like the limelight. Uh, and that film just like was just sucked. It just didn't do that character justice. So, um, the other thing, worst of this was more just a huge disappointment for me. And my fandom, um, Battlefield 2042. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited for this game. I love the Battlefield franchise. I've played all of them since the beginning. Um, and this game was a fucking train wreck. This was a disaster. Um, to the point where that seemingly that team is being uh, reorganized. They have new leadership. They've lost leadership. They're going through a restructure now. Um, it, it's bad. It, everything about that game is broken. 
Um, they've definitely released it too early. It could have used the Halo treatment where it got delayed a year and actually focused on some of the aspects to actually make the game work because it still is just it's borderline unplayable. Um, it's fucking bad. Like it's, I did I had the like early access and I played it and it was just the fucking worst thing ever and to the point where like mm-hmm. the game comes out on launch and they have to come out and, and release like hey we have uh three major updates that are going to try and make this game like work like that's a bad sign also a week after launch they had to change multiplayer modes from their uh, you know next gen they had 120 player counts they had to change those to uh, 64 player counts because no one's playing the fucking game mm. Ooh. Um, and w- a week after launch, your like concurrent player base is down to like, you know, dozens. Like that game is dead on arrival. So that was that's that's a huge huge blow to me because um, I that's probably my favorite like just purely multiplayer franchise to play, um, and and just every aspect of it just doesn't work. Um, they changed too much. They're trying to do too many things. Um, they introduced like characters to try and capitalize on like the hero shooter market, like your Overwatch and shit like that. They got away. They got they they did away with the class system, which is a staple in Battlefield. Um, they didn't even have fucking party chat um, <laughs> for a multiplayer only game. Um, they got rid of all chat, so you can't talk to your team. Uh, they made it hard to even just join and play with your friends. Um, like, just just stupid, stupid, stupid mm-hmm. decisions. Like, bugs and stuff, you know, they iron that shit out. That's fine. But just, like, actual aspects of the game are just, are just poor. They're just... It's just not Battlefield. It's like they're trying to be something they're not. I don't know what's going on there. But... They got new leadership now in Vince Sampella, who runs uh, Respawn. He's the guy that does Apex Legends, and famously, he was mm-hmm. from he he was the guy that basically ran Call of Duty. Um, so now he's basically in charge of uh, Dice now to oversee the future of Battlefield because it's just in in shambles. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I fear for the future of that franchise, um, and that kind of sucks because that's one of the things that I look forward to in terms of like uh, just a mindless shooter to play. Like I don't I don't give a shit about Call of Duty or or any of that stuff. Like Battlefield was always my kind of go-to. And this is now the second time because Battlefield 5 also had a lot of problems and it took them almost like a year to even get that game to have a player base. So there's I guess there's hope for this one, but this one's is seemingly even worse. So <laughs> I don't know. Kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely sucks. Glad I didn't pre-order it. <laughs> this is, I guess it's yeah, that's good. Is what I'll say. So, but yeah, those are my two worst though. That's that's all I got. There's stuff that I was like disappointed by, or I didn't entirely like, but it's not like bad enough to be like that's the word. Like it's like utter shit. You know, like there's plenty of stuff mm-hmm. that I that I watched or played or listened to that I'm just like, eh, it's not really my thing, or I don't think it's that great, mm-hmm. but. It, it's not like I'm gonna. It, it's not worthy of a Twitter rant, so it's not worthy of this <laughs> list. <laughs> I get it. So yeah, that's the worst of. 
All right, let's move on to... I, oh, this is the last one, isn't it? Or wait, no, we got most anticipated. So. Yeah. yeah, but our last one for the year. Yeah. Last one for the year. Best film. Chelsea, we'll start with you on this one. Oh, boy. Starting with me. Okay. So... I felt like I watched quite a few movies this year. Did you, Ethan, did you actually count all the movies you've watched? Yes, I think, uh, oh boy, on the spot now. Oh, I have, well. I started, I, started <laughs> use, I started using that uh, Letterboxd app, mm. which uh, tracks your like activity and stuff. I want to say I had like 59 films that I watched, and that's fi- that's films that I've watched for the first time, not like rewatches, like nice. 59 films that I've never seen, I guess. Because I watched so a shit sorry. ton of Disney with Atlas this year, so it'd probably be like a hundred movies <laughs> if yeah. I counted all the times I had to watch, you know, the same movie over and over. Yeah. Same. I watched, yeah, our numbers are pretty close, but I did watch a, quite a few movies within the past couple of days, so I think my total roughly from what I could recall of, like, new movies to me was 66. Nice. Yeah. And then I had a bunch of, like, those are just all, like, feature-length movies. I also watched some shorts and documentaries and stuff like that, but, and then repeat movies. So I definitely saw a lot of movies this year. A lot of these movies, to me, were just kind of, like, okay. They were kind of meh or anything, so I think of my list, two of the movies actually did come out this year, and one of them came out... Let's see. Uh, last year, I think, on my list. So I'll start with my number oh, okay. three. Okay. My number three is actually a holiday movie. It's uh, it was on. It's a Netflix holiday movie <laughs> called Single All the Way. <laughs> never, so, I've legit- never heard of it, but it sounds like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it does in a way, and it kind of has that hallmarky type feel and everything but what's pretty great about this movie so this is actually like because going into the holiday season i was kind of like i actually do kind of want to watch some cheesy romance like holiday movie but i i'm kind of I, i want something that's like an lgbtq movie like there's not a whole lot of those like last year was oh is this the one with kristen stewart no that's happiest season that's Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll briefly mention. <laughs> that's too LGBT. <laughs> no, no, no. There was nothing wrong with Kristen Stewart in that movie. So it was single all the way, though. So it was about, it was two guys that are gay that are best friends. And then it kind of goes into like, the trailer is really misleading because it kind of plays up the trope about like, oh, they're going to lie and pretend they're a couple and stuff. But that's like the first five minutes of the movie. And that's a problem I have with a lot of the LGBTQ movies in general. It's where, oh, either they're not out to their parents, so we're just going to have them lie the whole time, which is like happiest season. And they go into some really heavy, like hitting things or, you know, worrying about acceptance or about, I mean, those are all great topics. But a lot of times when you're wanting like a feel good holiday movie, you want some fun so this one was great because like he was already out his family was just a normal like supportive family and just it was actually funny they actually had pretty good writing it you know it followed that type of romantic type holiday movie but it was enjoyable relatable and a good time and (laughs) so that's i thought that's always always a plus (laughs) (laughs) yes that was one and then so that was my number three so my number two was Promising Young Woman, which was oh, the nice. Oscar-nominated movie. And 
I mean, that's like, that's on my uh, it's on my watch list. I'm on, uh, I think it's on HBO still. Hopefully. Okay, yeah, I definitely watched it earlier in the sh- the year before the Oscars, and the writing is so smart. It's spot on. It's it's also the uh, like set design and everything. Like the shots in that movie are really cool, really nice. The colors are very vibrant and everything. The story is great. It's it's a lot. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's definitely worth a watch. It's it's definitely not for everyone, and I know that there are definitely people who hate this movie, but it's it it has a lot to say and it does a good job of saying it. Sounds like it's perfect. <laughs> Sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I think you will enjoy it. Or, you know, enjoy. Unless you can't but okay. My number one movie. <laughs> I hope you've watched it, Ethan. This is my Mm. number one movie of the year, and it is a movie that came out this year. And it just came out. The Matrix Resurrections. (sighs) I have not seen it yet. Oh my gosh. I've heard nothing but good things about it, though. It was... Have you? It was a joy. Yeah. I've heard the opposite. Yeah, I know there's there's a lot of people who bash it. I run with a different crowd. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I've don't run with any sides. car out. I've just seen it all over the place. Like, yeah. I haven't seen anything negative, but I've seen people who are uh, applauding it, talking about people who are talking negative about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, how meta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the Matrix well, teaches us one thing, I guess that's how to be meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was a movie I was definitely nervous about seeing, because, you know, it's it had been so long since, you know, the first three and everything but i'm like i had hopes and you know high hopes that it could be good and but no it was and i know a lot of people had problems with like certain problems with movies but those were not i did not have problems with anything in this movie that's what i could say it's the matrix is a franchise has always been divisive because either people don't understand it and that angers them or they do understand it and that angers them (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) so yeah it's I am not going to say much more about it because, you know, I want you to enjoy it, Ethan, but it's, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's, it's very well done. Everything about that movie is well done. And it was, I, after I watched that movie, I was like, wow, that was good. Yeah. It was, you know, it, I was like, okay, that was probably the best movie of the year, which, and it was, <laughs> and it is, so. I'm excited for it. I play, I think, uh, I think we're going to try and watch it, uh, sometime this week, maybe on, uh. Maybe like New Year's or something. We'll try, try and get to it. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it's also a movie that, you know, it's... It has, like, you know, a good length to it, but it didn't feel that long to me. Yeah, it wasn't a movie that I, dragged on. Yeah, that was another thing. I heard that it was, like, the fastest, like, two-hour movie or whatever. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the pacing was, like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Great I'm pretty excited. Everything. Yeah. Hope you enjoy I'm pretty it. excited <laughs> about the whole, like, the, the commentary it has, and, like, it's kind mm-hmm. of... Yeah, it's meta, but it's also kind of, uh, kind of. It's it's everything. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Yes, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty dis- uh, ready to like get in there and like dissect it. I guess. Mm-hmm. And join we can it have on a discussion. The conversation after. Yeah. My Twitter <laughs> is just like blowing up with people like who are just like uh, commenting on the how brilliant it is. It yeah. Basically, I was ready to gush industry. on Twitter too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. All right, Wade. What about you? Um, so I, I just have two movies for this year. Um, 
Mostly because I, the one the other ones I can like remember watching. Um, I was just like, oh, that was a movie that was cool. Um, but I wouldn't put them like on a best list necessarily. Um, the first one is uh is Spider Man. Um, maybe because I just saw it and my head's still exploding from it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and there's not much else to say there. Just yeah, just that. Um, then the other one is the uh, is the Evangelion movie that came out a long time ago. It's, it seems at this point, um, just because you know it's it's the end of end of the franchise basically, and I never thought I'd be happy after watching an Evangelion movie. <laughs> um, and that proved me wrong, and I'm happy it did. Um, otherwise, I mean, I've seen like I've seen like the other Marvel movies that have come out. Um, I watched, you know, the Snyder Cut and Suicide Squad. Um, and I like those just fine. Um, yeah. But nothing that nothing else that, like, spoke out to me, I don't think. Not Mortal uh, not, Kombat? At least not that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I, I had a good time with Mortal Kombat. I know, um, that movie is so dumb. It was, amazing. Yeah, I was just like, hey, this is a... This is this is this is a good action movie. I liked it. <laughs> I want just like a stand-up special with that with the guy who plays Kano. Like I just want him two hours just like oh, ripping Jesus basically. Christ. I just I was just looking forward to him dying the whole freaking time. <laughs> Every time he'd yeah. show his face on screen, I'm like, somebody murder him. I don't care. <laughs> Annoy the crap out of me. But that's the point of Kano. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's why he, he exists. He, he played that part very well. <laughs> He's an awful human being. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, about it um, on the movie front for me. Oh well, oh, hold on. I did watch Encanto last night. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How was it? Um, it was fine. It was cute. Uh, it's a really nice story. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it comes from the dude who made, like, Hamilton and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And, you know, and maybe because of that, I didn't really care for the music a whole lot. Um, but it might be because I have this, I have this Hamilton thing I just can't get over, <laughs> apparently. Um, like, the movie wasn't, the music wasn't bad, it's just like, oh, this is basic, like... I don't know. It's just like pop music, like cultural pop music, kind of. Yeah. Um, I he definitely more, has. He definitely has a uh, shtick, and it's definitely he. Being, yeah, he, he does. And it's being if, oversaturated. If, if I didn't know that it was him that wrote it, I would have watched the movie and been like, "Wait a minute." Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've heard this before. Yeah. So it's just like I like the story. I love the characters mm-hmm. and the setting and everything. But, like, every... And this is weird, because, like, you all know me. Like, I'm a music person. Like, it's how I pay my bills and live my life. But every time a, a song started, I was just like, huh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have to ask you about that movie. Okay. I don't know if it was our TV or whatever, but some of those songs were just very hard to understand. Like, the words. Um, They were. We had subtitles playing the whole time, and I thank God that they were... Because that that first song was so hard to understand. I'm like, oh crap! That basically set up the whole movie and the dynamic of everybody in the family. Yeah. Well, like in, in, the, in, 
And, and it like, wasn't accents how, or anything. It was just, no. Well, like how he writes his music, the, like they just go so fast. Yeah, I was gonna like, ask some of the lyrics like, the are so fast. Blended. And well, also the levels that, are bad too. Yeah, yeah. Um, like sometimes there's just like four lines of people singing over each other, and it's just like, can you all shut the f up? Like I'm trying to, <laughs> like I'm trying to listen to the actual melody, and you all are like screaming in the background. Like, and yeah. it's, and you know, the like, the songs so drive yeah. the movie. Like, there's plot happening, and I don't know what, I, mm-hmm. it, I exit out of a song, and I'm like, give me some like, context now, process. because yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I like the story of that movie, too. Yeah. it The story mm-hmm. was really cute, and I was very appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff coming out of that. I know we I know we haven't talked about it, so I might be putting you guys on the uh, on the hot seat here. But do you guys have any like uh, best like surprise, like something that you watched that you didn't think would be good, but you're like, oh wow, this is actually really good. Like something you had maybe low expectations for and came out on the other end like pleasantly surprised. I know I'm putting you guys on the spot, <laughs> but I just kind of thought uh, about that. Oh man, I mean, single all the way was that for me because I was not expecting that much from a holiday movie but i mean there's definitely some movies i watched this year that turned out to be pretty good i don't see oh goodness oh one movie yeah i did watch earlier this year was love and monsters oh yeah yeah yeah. i did hear that was that netflix film wasn't it or was it hulu um neither i don't think it was it was definitely on a streaming service. I mean, I think it was in theaters too, but I'm pretty sure I saw I it. I don't a... remember it being on, but because I, I watched it on, I rented it from Redbox. It was actually one of the movies that was up for like best uh, like special effects or something. Interestingly enough, for the Oscars, because there were so few movies that came out last year. But <laughs> it, was a, it was a slow year. <laughs> yeah, well, because like, uh, so it has like the lead is Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's like, yeah. And then uh, Jessica Henwick, who is actually in the new Matrix movie. So, but honestly, that movie was pretty great. And the story was fun. And I was, what I could tell, I think it was actually original. Because I, like, it had this whole, like, graphic novel style, like, vibe to it. And I was like, is it, a, was it originally a graphic novel? I don't think it was. And I was like, this could be a whole series. It was just fun, just like a post-apocalyptic thing with monsters and whatnot. Yeah, I do remember hearing uh, uh, some positive buzz around it, but yeah, yeah. I've I've never seen it. Um, I I remember like passing through it, like it's on one of those like streaming services. I don't know if it launched on one when it came out, but mm-hmm. I definitely like come across it on yeah. one of them. But yeah, I've yeah I haven't seen it, but yeah, I'm aware. I know of yeah. it. Yeah. So those are those are a couple for me. Yeah. That stood out. Surprising. Wade. Um, I I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just I'm so like I I go into like even I go into anything with like zero expectations. Um, so that's that nice. I'm I'm well, you know, it's it's a skill that's taken me a long it's time. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, but like I just I that's just how I do things. I. I see something for the first time. I watch something for the first time, and um, I go in with no expectations. And you know, I always enjoy myself. 
So it's a good way to yeah. that's a good way to live life. Yeah. yeah. I'll never I, I'll never <laughs> I'll never reach that level of uh, enlightenment. It's a challenge. I mean, it's not it's it's really not that hard. It's just you know. Um, My expectations are always based on like being a uh, like a film buff. It's always based on like whoever's making its prior work. So there's built-in expectations. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I know you can do good stuff because you've done it before. So I'm expecting good things to, you know, and then when it doesn't happen, I'm just like, Oh my God, what the fuck did I just watch? You know, I just, then, I see everything as having its own identity in the world. So. Right. But I'm you know, like, I'm, I definitely watch films on a more technical level. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Narrative level. Like, narrative's mm-hmm. always kind of second to me, I guess. Like, that's something I get on the rewatch. Like, I kind of dissect films on a more technical level. And it, <laughs> some stuff really bothers <laughs> me if I know someone can do good work and they don't kind of thing. All right, so my best film, like I said earlier, uh, I watched, like, I don't know, 50-some-odd movies this year. Only, I don't know, a handful of them actually came out this year. Uh, I spent a lot of my time trying to watch a lot of older films that have, uh, you know, kind of slipped through the cracks in terms of my, like, film history mm-hmm. kind of uh, <laughs> slate, I guess, of films to watch. <laughs> so I was trying to do a lot of uh, more catch-up work with that. Um, none of those films are on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I kind of, I'm kind of with, tease and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with Chelsea on this one where I watched, you know, a, a lot of movies and I would say 20% of them were ones that I would say I liked and would rewatch. Um, it was a lot of stuff that's like, a lot of films that I'm like, I'm glad I've watched, I watched this, but I would never watch it again. And a lot, and mm-hmm. some of them I wouldn't even like recommend for other people to watch, even if they were like cinephiles it would just be like eh, i don't know i don't think it's necessary viewing kind of thing um there were a lot of films that i liked just pure like pure fandom wise but i under i can recognize that they're maybe not the best film in terms of uh like all-encompassing technical like uh like like godzilla vs kong i had a great time watching that movie it's dumb as shit but uh it was <laughs> i love godzilla movies you know, so that was like a really fun time, but it's not the best film I watched this year, you know? Um, so just kind of diving in, I'll do, I'll do the, I'll do Chelsea style where I have my uh, uh, top three. So number three okay. is, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> I really like, I, I really like Taika Waititi as a director um i like his sense of humor um that's part of the reason why one of you know when he did uh thor ragnarok that's still like one of my favorite marvel films just for his uh directing style and his just kind of the way he made thor an actual enjoyable character um and he kind of does the same thing with everything he touches uh jojo rabbit kind of hits every emotion in that film there's parts in the film that are very uh emotional very sad and brutal and then there's parts in that film that make you want to laugh out loud it's (laughs) the pacing is perfect it's it's uh quick and snappy doesn't linger unnecessarily um it's got great writing great directing um it's just a very well polished film uh 
I like the uh, like the setting for it too. The the like the kind of satire look at World War Two. <laughs> like that's just kind of it's just <laughs> it takes something so just gruesome and grotesque and like and makes it a little bit more uh, silly and tangible, I guess. Which is kind of a, like an odd feat to accomplish, but he does it. He does it uh, gracefully. So it's it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good movie. I really liked it. Um, it was really it was really well cast too like this is, i really love sam rockwell as the german officer who's just a complete oh dope <laughs> uh it was it's 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 good it's a really good movie if you haven't, if you haven't seen it I, I i would highly recommend it um my second film is definitely more art house um at eternity's gate which is a film about mm-hmm. vincent van gogh it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's a biopic, it's more of a slice of life, where it just kind of focuses on like a two-year stint in his, uh, in his life. Um, the, this, the story and the, the, the characterization isn't what's interesting about the film, it's how the film is shot. I'm, the way it's done is so kind of... Uh, impressionistic and very um that's a good word kind of it almost seems like it's like free form like it they kind of didn't really have a plan with it like it's not it's not like uh like it's not like found footage kind of style or shaky cam or or anything like that but like all right here the, the cinematographer and the director, they did like an interview and they were talking about how they wanted to capture the film visually kind of like uh, comparable to like painting where you're kind of just free form mm-hmm. painting and they do the visuals in a way where, you know, not not one to one where the camera's just bobbing up and down like a paintbrush, you know, nothing like that. But it's, it's more, <laughs> uh, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to put in the words. It's almost something you just have to kind of witness but as someone who really like part of the reason why I like film is for the cinematography, this film was doing stuff that I just haven't seen before. Um, and it just kind of like, it's just like a, it's like a case study for, for like a different way to shoot. It was, it was really interesting. It's also, I mean, it also like Willem Dafoe is one of my favorite actors and he does an amazing job playing Vincent Van Gogh. Um, it's also got Oscar Isaac in it. Who's also a really good actor. Um, so it's got a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good film in terms of just like, if you're looking for a, uh, a story on Van Gogh, like if you like Van Gogh, like it's a good, it's a good movie for that. But I liked it for the more like the visualization of it was very cool, very, uh, unique. Um, <laughs> and then my, uh, favorite film that I watched this year, um, <laughs> uh, was Dune. It was, uh, unlike Wade, I do have uh, expectations that vary. (laughs) Uh, And uh, that director, uh, Danae Villeneuve, um, I have high expectations for anything he makes because he is one of my favorite directors. I've, I've seen everything he's ever done, and it's all brilliant. And I also have, have, being someone who's read Dune and knows the fiction and knows that universe, and knows how hard it would mm. be to adapt. I'm glad he's the one that did it, 
because he did it in a way that didn't try and spoon feed a lazy and uh, an audience that doesn't have the attention span to kind of that what it would take to understand that world, I guess. Like he didn't he didn't like blockbuster fi it. He didn't take a very heady topic and, and dumb it down for people. He did it in a, a way that I would say would be like a perfect adaptation. And it makes me really excited for to to continue into that universe. Um, also in terms of music, um, what Hans Zimmer did with that soundtrack is just epic. Um, I think Hans Zimmer is just on another level when it comes to crafting scores for films where he he definitely mm-hmm. can um, cultivate a feeling and he isn't one note, you know. He, he is very conceptual, I guess. And uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of disappointed I never got to see the film in IMAX because it's definitely a film that you would want to watch and IMAX, it's 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 one of those. I'm, I I did watch it in theater, and I'm glad I did. But I wish I could have seen it on like the biggest possible screen ever. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I as soon as I finished it, I immediately wanted to watch it again and again and again. Like I I just I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. The the cinematography, the music. Um, yeah, that's. That's like a that's that's an Ethan film for uh, for anyone out there keeping track. If you watch a movie mm-hmm. and you want, it, you know, that's that's what I like. Those are my movies. That's the kind of stuff I want to watch. So yeah, that was my. I had really high expectations for it, so I'm glad that it was it was met because I I like that I like that that's fiction amazing. and I wanted it to i wanted to see it on the screen because reading those books it's just like man this is crazy shit like i want to i want to visualize this world you know outside of david lynch's you know there's some there's some stuff in there that's good but that movie is unwatchable (laughs) so if you haven't seen it uh, it's it's not good um but this one is fantastic so i also recognize that it's not for everyone um, and that's another reason why I kind of like it is it's it wasn't made for everyone. Like the director came out and said, you know, I made this I made this film for one person, me. So, and that's kind of how I want my directors to act. I don't want them to cut corners and make decisions to try and accommodate to the lowest common denominator to fill seats. Like, film as an art and make your art that's personal for you. And if people like it, that's great. And if people don't understand it or don't like it, you know, whatever. That's that's for them. So I like directors that are more understanding of that, I guess. Instead of just trying to bastardize their shit to get more people to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Best film, Dune. <laughs> Please make more. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they got two more, right? Two more coming. One confirmed. He wants to do uh, Dune yeah. Messiah, um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. He also just announced that he's doing another uh, book adaptation. Um, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's the same guy who wrote uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's like 
something to Rama, mm. Expedition to Rama, or something like that. It's another sci-fi. He, he likes sci-fi. That's like his, that's his thing. That's his That'll thing. be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, it's, they also said it's going to be like, what, like three years or something before we get this next one, two or three years. It's like, it's like October. Something like 20, that. It'll be a while. <laughs> or, or it's like October 2023 or, or 2024 or some shit. I don't know. It's yeah. greenlit. That's all I know. That's all. <laughs> so that's, that's all that matters, I guess. So I'll be looking forward to that. All right. So in terms of uh, looking forward to things, let's look. Let's move on to uh, our most anticipated for 2022. And this is most anticipated anything: games, films, books, comics, shows, uh, you know, whatever. So, Wade, why don't you kick us off? What are some of the things in 2022 that you're looking forward to the most? Okay. Um, so, the biggest thing, which I don't think will be an issue at this point, but, like, I'm going to start with it, is I need somebody to talk about Final Fantasy, six, Final Fantasy 16 before I lose my mind. <laughs> like, like, I just need to know that it's still out there somewhere. Which I know it is, Please but like, wait. come on. Yeah, can we get like a state play when they something? when they announced it? <laughs> when they announced it, he was like, "It'll only be like three or four months before we talk about it again." And it's been a year and a half since that point was supposed to happen. So I'm just like, "Please, yeah. <laughs> Yoshi P, stop it!" <laughs> like Endwalker's out. Just tell me about sixteen now, for the love of God. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> Next, um, Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, and so, like, my 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 hype's not through the roof on this because, you know, like I'm venturing into a new genre, kind yeah. of. Um, just every time I see something about it, I'm just like, ooh, oh, oh, that looks cool. You know, I'm just like, okay, okay. It just piques my curiosity a little bit more every time. Yeah. Um. And that'll come at a good time of the school year for me where I'm going to need something like that to, like, focus on. Right. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, not too long from now, less than a month, on January 19th, a uh, new Utada album comes out um, yes. with a new, with, like, a live show accompanying it. Um, and I'm super excited about that. Um, it's called Bad Mode, and I don't know what that means yet, but I'm super excited to find out. <laughs> we'll find out together, Cause, Wade. Because, <laughs> like, what the, what the hell is that? Um, <laughs> but I'm even considering, like, doing a, a lesson in my History of Rock and Roll class over her, um, like, in, like, leading into, like, this performance to, like, watch this with my kids. I think they'd be chill with that. Um, we'll see. Sounds I don't know cool. yet. Maybe it'll be disaster, and we will not do that. Um, oh, don't think like yeah, that. Well, no, it'll be great. Well, it, it's it's hard to say. You know, some kids don't mind yeah. um, having quote unquote weirder music, um, and some do. It's Mexico, Missouri, so you know. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, the next the next chapter of the X Men story um, will be starting here soon. Like, it started this huge new era with, like, the, uh, oh god, the, what's it called? Um, the dawn of X, and then we're about to leave the reign of X, and then we're gonna start the destiny of X, um, with the end of this current story that's in, like, a week, so it, it'll be 
pretty bonkers, I think. Um, and then also Doctor Strange. Yeah, I figured that'd be on there. Mm-hmm. Seeing that seeing that trailer at the end of Spider Man, like I'm dead. Just wake me up in May. I'm glad. I'm glad that they posted the trailer. I mean, I, you know, I figured they would, but I'm glad that they yes. did it as soon as mm-hmm. they did because I don't plan on seeing that film probably until it's on Disney Plus. But I was, mm-hmm. I, I did want to see this, you know, teaser that everyone was talking about, and yeah, I, I, it was real. I liked it. It was really good. That was a. Yeah, that's how. That's a. That was a good Marvel teaser. Um. A lot of them were hit or miss. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's other things, um, but those are the big immediate things that I could think of. Yeah. Chelsea, what about you? Well, let's see. My first one is uh, an album. I talked about Bastille, how they released some singles or, or, you know, in the last couple months. So their album comes out in February. So I'm very excited for that. Awesome. Can't wait for that to happen. Um, my other most anticipated things are pretty much games. Like, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to some movies, but I'm not super, super invested in a lot of the movies coming out. I'll kind of just wait to see, kind of feel them out before checking them out. But there's some games that I'm like, yes, I like almost want them to be like day one release. I want to just play it. So, you know, I think we've already talked about it. Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. That's one of my games on that list. <laughs> um i saw some there's uh, also sorry not oh. to cut you off but i saw some no. of the screenshots that they were posting because i think gorilla mm. knows that we know that people don't want to play this on a ps4 <laughs> so i think they're trying to be like oh no hey it still looks good and uh so they've been throwing around screenshots of the game running on a ps4 and yeah it does look pretty awesome so yeah well, I mean, that's what I'm going to be playing on. I don't have a PS5, and I'm not yeah. magically going to get one. And, yeah, so I'll let everybody know how it is, but I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. I'm not super, super picky on it being like, oh, it looks different than the PS5. How dare they? I wasn't worried about uh, <laughs> I wasn't worried about visual fidelity as much, but I do know in, like, generational leaps that it's harder for the last gen to just keep up with all the uh, kind of under the hood stuff, if that makes sense. Like the games. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like something kind of mm-hmm. gets left behind. Yeah. Like yeah. they either cut stuff yeah. out because the, they, the system just can't handle it or there's not enough memory or whatever. And it just starts to chug or like frame rate dips and stuff like that's more what I'm worried about. Cause that game looks like there's a lot of shit on the screen going on. And I, my, you know, I know my base PS4 can't can't handle anything right now, so I would be afraid to put Horizon Forbidden West in there and watch the PS4 melt. So, but yeah, gra- graphics and stuff like that 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 stuff doesn't yeah. bother me as much. I want the game to just run and run smoothly, mm-hmm. and that's the stuff that bothers me about like a generational leap. Well, fingers crossed my PS4 doesn't melt. I need it to hang in there for at least next year. I have too many games to play. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I have two other games. One of them is one that we saw at the uh, Game Awards, uh, Chia. Oh, yeah, yeah. That game. I'm super looking forward to that. I don't think it has a exact uh, release date yet, but it said sometime in the spring. So hopefully spring summer whenever i'm looking forward to that one and then there's a game that's coming out in january that has really piqued my interest it just seems really unique it's called weird west oh yeah i've been it's kind of i saw this yeah yeah yeah. 
yeah, it just looks wild. It's that Western vibe with like, you know, some type of uh, supernatural elements. You can play as four different types of characters and they all have unique abilities and it, the world and like the environment and stuff seems really interactive, which is really cool that you can do a lot of possible things with it and like different attacks, different things and just looks like a wild time. Looks like, looks like a weird quest. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I think that looks fun. Um, Those are my top. So, yeah, I have, I have I have a couple films on here, and then I uh, a few games. Some like I there's a lot of games coming out next year, but a lot of them haven't are basically just known by like title that nothing's really been shown. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of hard to get super hyped for something if you don't even really know what it is outside of just a cinematic. Like I start to get excited <laughs> for games when I see people playing like what the game actually is as opposed to just like some cool because i've been burned so many times getting hyped for a game because it has an amazing cinematic and then the game's actually like shit to play you know what i mean so i always i definitely wait closer to when they actually start revealing people actually playing it before i get super hyped for a lot of that stuff um with that said i'll do my i'll do my games first um elden ring for sure is on there um, I love FromSoft games. I am eager to see how they handle an open world. Because uh, their games haven't necessarily been linear. Because they're kind of labyrinthian, I guess I would say. But they still kind of push you in general directions. So I'm curious to see how they maintain mm-hmm. that in an open setting. Um, it's it's like a completely different, uh, different uh, game design. So I'm kind of curious to see how they handle that. Because um, they're very like they're they're known for their like curated uh, experiences. So and doing like open world is kind of hard to like uh, curate experiences for the players because it's all kind of free form in a sense, I guess. So I'm excited for that. Um, Stalker uh, Two for the Xbox. I'm excited for that because it kind of just looks like a uh, you know it's a first person shooter. But it kind of looks like what I wanted, what I want Fallout to be, but it has never been. Because <laughs> Fallout's, uh, mm-hmm. like, I like the idea of Fallout, but it's just never been fun to play. Um, and I never got to play the first Stalker because it was a PC. It's a PC only game, and I, I'm not a PC gamer, not anymore. Um, I haven't been in like, I don't know, a, over a decade probably. But I just. <laughs> Seeing the, I think they showed, they had gameplay for it at like E3 and it just like oozes atmosphere and like that post-apocalyptic kind of look that I like and yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. They also came out and said that they're canceling their NFT plans, so that's always good. (laughs) I think, I think they like announced one day that they were going to start selling uh, NFTs that corresponded to like a likeness of like uh, characters in the game and then within 24 hours they came out and said that they're no longer doing it based on community backlash <laughs> so yeah hilarious so that's good <laughs> um so this this other game it kind of we haven't seen anything for it it's more of just a concept at this point really but it comes from a studio that is um, very well known, 
and it's a new IP, and it's exclusive to Xbox. Do you guys know? Uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's Starfield. Starfield. It's the only game that I haven't. Oh, I forgot about Starfield. It's the only game maybe. that I haven't seen anything about. But they keep like releasing concept art and talking about all these, you know, how ambitious it is and this and that and the other. And Bethesda is definitely a studio that does that for a lot of their releases, and they almost never deliver right off the bat. <laughs> their games are pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, notorious for bugs and and all kinds of just like crazy shit. Fallout seventy six is uh, kind of infamous for not meeting expectations it's it's fine now it's one of those ongoing you know live service kind of games that eventually gets fixed years later but with starfield i i like to think that they're gonna put a little bit more uh maybe polish and time and care into it since it is supposed to be this big new ip for xbox and you know you get that microsoft money in there so I'd like to think that, you know, these expectations will be met. So I'm very eager mm-hmm. to see what this game actually is. I think I'm more excited for yes. it conceptually. You know what I mean? Like, because I just don't know what it is. I want to. I just want to see what this game, like, what you actually do. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I understand. So <laughs> I'm curious about it. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely up there. Um, it kind of does it for games. Like I said, there's a lot of games that are like on the. Like if I had a PS5, uh, God of War Ragnarok would for sure be on that list. But since I won't have a PS5 mm-hmm. for uh, years, um, it's hard to get excited for a game I know I won't be able to play. <laughs> so <laughs> it's more uh, my 2022 most disappointing <laughs> list because I just won't be able to mess with it. I guess. Um, in terms of films, um, the Batman, uh, from Matt Reeves, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see that. I really, I actually really like Robert Pattinson as an actor. I think he's, um, definitely left the, uh, Twilight, uh, you know, behind him, thankfully, and has like, far behind. yeah, and has, has carved out a, uh, pretty awesome career and a pretty diverse uh catalog of films and almost everything i've seen him in since i'm just like man you are brilliant like this is awesome so i'm really to see i'm excited to see his take on uh on the dark knight and uh they're really putting a lot into this you know there's talks of like a trilogy they're doing all these spin-off shows on hbo now like they're trying to they're trying to build a universe out of this so there's a lot writing on this film being good so eager to see how that goes i like matt reeves as a director too so i have uh, high hopes for it um another film uh the northman from robert eggers mm-hmm. i've been uh, following this guy's career since he since his debut with the witch and then his follow-up the lighthouse um i've actually listened to a lot of interviews with him he comes from production design He's he never he's not classically trained as a director or any of that stuff. He is like art department guy that kind of, and used to do like stage plays mm-hmm. and theater, and then kind of just sort of fell into directing because he had a story that he wanted to do, and that was The Witch. And uh, 
yeah, I really like his stuff, so I'm really excited to see The Northman. And I they finally put out a trailer for it, and uh, it was it looked good, it's like Viking Braveheart, basically. So excited, excited <laughs> for that. Um, another director I've been following, um, Ari Aster. He's got his film coming out next year, starring Joaquin Phoenix. It's uh, Disappointment Boulevard. This is another director that I've been following his career closely because he did two of my favorite horror films in probably the last decade in uh, Hereditary and Midsummer. So I'm excited to see. Just we don't. There's not a lot known about Disappointment Boulevard. There hasn't been any, you know, besides some like behind the scenes stuff and like a brief like kind of not even a synopsis really. It's like one line. So not really a whole lot known about the Jeez. film, but. <laughs> Um, Aster and his his cinematographer, who's uh, Polish, and I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce his name. Um, they do brilliant work, so I'm just excited for anything that they that they do. And then my next one, I'm sure you guys are probably gonna, you know, make fun of me for, but uh, it's uh, the sequel uh, Avatar Two. I'm really excited to finally see what the fuck this is. Because I feel like they've been filming it for like 15 years now. So. It's finally coming out? It's coming out. It's got a date. I mean, it's like December basically. something. Basically. December oh, something. Um, I'm more excited on this from a technical level. Um, I, you know, I like the first one for the same reason. I know it's not going to win any awards for writing or originality in that front. Uh, I don't really care. I don't really need it to be um, on just a pure filmic standpoint like what they achieved in that first one was brilliant and i'm expecting great things the second time around especially with all this uh filming underwater and underwater motion capture just sounds uh, just batshit crazy to me so i'm really excited to see what this film just looks like um just hearing stories about actresses like uh, sigourney weaver and uh Oh, I'm forgetting her name now. The uh, actress from Titanic. Having to film scenes underwater and hold their breath for over five minutes. Like, that shit sounds crazy to me. So, <laughs> I, I'm just eager to finally see what this film uh, looks like. Um, love them or hate them, but Cameron always pushes the industry forward on just a pure uh, technical level. So, I, I just want to see what he's been cooking, you know? but yeah that's yeah i mean i'll probably go see it but i'm not i'm not too hyped it's been so long since the first one yeah like i said like, like it's i'm not hyped for I'm just like what i'm not hyped for the, the the fiction or you know what i mean it's more just like it's more just how he makes these films that excites me like when when the first Avatar came out, it started a revolution in 3D, and every studio and everybody had to have a 3D mm -hmm. movie, and everybody's converting films that weren't even shot in 3D to 3D. Like he started a movement yes. just on how great his 3D was for that film, so it just kind of changed the industry. Um, I want to see what he does this Did time. Did he like create a new camera for this one? I don't know. I don't know because that. For the first Avatar, that didn't come out until, like, that wasn't made public until after. So, and there's still a lot of hush-hush. Well, he's been, he's been talking about it for, for like, forever, I think. 
Like, one of the reasons why it took so long is because he was developing some new camera or something like that. Yeah, I know he, him and, I can't remember the guy's name, but they built the camera for the first Avatar so he could film in his hangar, but the camera would actually show what the world was going to look like. It was like a pre-vis camera. And they also mm. developed that 3D mm-hmm. camera that had a lens that would shoot, um, like, lateral and then, one like, horizontal and one that would shoot vertical and it, like... Like that's what that that's the kind of stuff that like I kind of geek out on is more like how these movies are made and not necessarily going and watching it for the cat people doing their shit. Like I, that stuff doesn't excite me. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't necessarily care about where the story's yeah. going. Um, it's been so long that I can't even really remember all their names. But I just want to see what Cameron's been doing mm-hmm. with uh, with how he's making this, um, and that that's. I've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff where they literally filled up a, like an Olympic swimming pool with those like motion sensor dots, like millions of motion sensor dots, mm-hmm. just so they can film oh, wow. it to make it like like water, like shit like that's crazy to me. Like I just wanted, I just want to see what this movie looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wanted to blow my mind, <laughs> like when the first one came out, and it was like, holy shit, this this movie looks gorgeous. Like the 3D is amazing. Like I want that same um, kind of. Uh, like revelation I guess so that's why I'm I'm excited for it the fact that he's making like five of them like what, whatever you know what I mean like it's, it's no, thank whatever you. whatever you know whatever nonsense he's doing with this fiction that's cool um, it's got his fans I don't hate it but it's also not something that I'm gonna like go to Comic Con dressed up like a fucking uh, whatever they are <laughs> so <laughs> Or learn the language, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't care. I just want to, I just want to see. Yeah, I, just, I get that. Yeah, I just want to see the film for like. No, thank you. I just want to see it. You know, <laughs> just, just want to see it. Just watch the trailer. Yeah, that'll make you happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, when's this trailer coming out? I know. It's, I mean, it's got a December release, so you're probably talking. You know, we probably won't see anything until like months from now. Yeah, 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 for sure. But still, eagerly, uh, eagerly awaiting just to catch a glimpse of what the hell this thing looks like but yeah mm-hmm. that's it that's my most anticipated um very nice and with that that's uh that's gonna do it for our uh 2021 uh retrospective i guess our our look back at what we've done over the year and what we liked and i guess some of the stuff we didn't like <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i got i uh, i hope you guys stuck stuck through it i know it's a little bit of a beefier episode but Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, hope you guys had a good holiday. Hope you guys uh, have a good New Year. We will. Mm-hmm. Um, we will catch you on the other side. We'll, you'll hear from us again in 2022. Yes. <laughs> so. So long from now. So long. That's true. Cheers. So yeah. So for everyone out there who's stuck with us for this uh, this this first 30 episodes, we are eternally grateful, and we hope that you continue on this journey all of next year so with that yes, thank you <laughs> i bid you adieu